Stick those earbuds in your ears and listen up, you heathen cunts. May the Lord bless everyone who beats their children out against the rocks. May the Lord bless everyone who beats your children out against the rocks. May the Lord bless everyone who beats your children out against the rocks. Spotify just told me that I have a big audience in Australia, so... Thanks for listening, cunts. Welcome to Dwight Explains the Bible. So, Christians are just really terrible, aren't they? They're just like really, really awful people. Um, Everything they say is like hypocritical, it's wrong, it's a lie, they're being deceitful. Um, So we're going to take a look at that today. We're going to go into that a little bit today. And then we're also going to listen to a quick video clip that I came across that I barely have words for at this point. Um, So let's get into it. Let's start by talking about how Christians all have a different idea of who God is and what God wants. So we know there's thousands of different denominations. There's one God. One Holy Spirit who helps to discern the word, even though there's hundreds of translations of the word, but the spirit helps them discern it, but he tells different people different things. So why do Christians have different understandings about who God is? So there's two big ways that you can learn about who God is. One, you can sit down and read the Bible, read it cover to cover, you get one understanding. Or two, you can listen to somebody else preach to you. So you can listen to somebody say, oh, Jesus loves you. Uh, Man is sinful and deserves to burn in hell forever, but God loves us so much that he sent himself in human form to save you from hell. Wow, this God is amazing, isn't he? And then with that second way, with somebody preaching to you, now you have this idea of who God is. God is this hero guy. He's a hero who's saving us. Um, So now when you read the Bible, you already are under the impression that God's the good guy and man is the bad guy. So now when you read the Bible, well, yeah, Look at all the awful stuff man is doing. Man is horrible, right? Man is the one who is messing everything up. And our good, gracious, and merciful God has saved us from ourselves. And then when Christians want to talk about how great God is, they cherry-pick verses to support that statement. Well, God created us out of nothing, and he loves us so much that he saves us from ourself, and he takes us to heaven to live with him for an eternity, and heaven is amazing. But what they don't tell you, because in their brain they've got this compartmentalized, what they don't tell you is that God created everything. God created man Uh, He designed man to be sinful. So God created this whole thing just to make himself the hero of his own story. So God sent Jesus to do what? To get people to follow God. So God sent God to have God's people say, wow, God is great. 
Doesn't that seem a little narcissistic to you? Doesn't that seem a little forced? That God loves us so much that he sent himself to get more people to tell him how awesome he is and come stay with him forever telling him how awesome he is for an eternity. So what I see, the way I see it, is that when people say Jesus loves you, what they should be saying is Jesus loves himself. Jesus is God, and God wants you to worship him. So God sent a human being or himself in human form to get you to worship him. God loves himself so much that he wants you to tell him how awesome he is. So the Bible talks about different types of angels. Uh, in, in the book of Ezekiel, he's a prophet. He apparently has these visions of what the angels look like. And there are some horror story sounding descriptions of some of these angels. But there's one of the angels, the cherubim, um, or cherubim, I don't know, whatever. Um, but they're the temple guardians. They stand around God's throne all day just singing glory, glory, or holy, holy all day long. Tell me that's not narcissism. God created people just to say how awesome he is all day long. That's literally what he made them for, is to keep reminding himself how awesome he is. But that wasn't enough. So now I'm going to make humans uh, tell me how awesome I am. I'm going to make them sinful so now they need me so I can be extra amazing. Like this God, this God literally doesn't give a shit about anybody except himself. That's literally the narrative of the Bible that God wants people to worship him. That's it. That's narcissism. God loves himself so much that he sent himself in human form so we would tell him how awesome he is. That's how much God loves himself. Isn't that a great story? Oh, but Satan is the one who does all this evil, right? He's the one who does all this evil stuff. The guy that God created just so he could be the hero. He made uh, Satan as some sort of an anti-villain or something. Like, he created him just so he could save us from him. It's all part of his plan. Everything that happens is part of God's plan. He created Satan so he could save us from Satan, so we would tell God how awesome he is. Thank you for causing a problem and then fixing it, God. You are amazing. And I know that I repeat myself a lot, that I keep talking about the same fundamentals again and again. God created everything. God created Satan. This is just to keep it fresh in your mind, so when you hear somebody trying to explain anything to you, that you're not confused, that they're full of crap, and to keep this fresh in your mind. You do not deserve to burn in hell for eternity. You do not deserve to be tortured. Babies do not ever deserve to be killed. I don't care if you're mad at the Pharaoh. Don't kill babies. I don't care if you sent your angels to earth 
and they started interacting with the earth because you designed it that way don't kill babies i don't care if you're mad at the amalekites do not kill babies that is not okay it's like god is okay with killing babies but he's only okay with killing babies on days that begin with a t like tuesday thursday today tomorrow but okay so let's get into the video i saw um I'm, I'm gonna play it for you so you guys can hear it um i was looking up some history of the amalekites and all the different references in the bible and i saw this quick video and the ending of this video just made me lose my marbles a little bit like I wasn't even going to record a podcast today, but I heard this video, and like I said, I'm speechless. I just, I, I, I can barely even, I don't, I don't even know what to say at this point. So here's the video. Just, just listen. Like the Edomites, the Amalekites were typical of the enemies that Israel would face throughout their history as a nation. As Amalek is a descendant of Esau, his descendants, the Amalekites, inherited Esau's hostility toward Jacob or Israel which his name was later changed to. Conclusion It is hard to find any remnants of the Amalekites today but we do know that those who have never repented of their sins and put their trust in Jesus Christ are, at this moment, still enemies of God. For those who have been born again, we were once God's enemies because, while we were enemies we were reconciled to God by the death of His Son, much more, now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by His life, Rom 5.10. This is how God shows His love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us, Rom 5-8, and we now, have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, Rom 5-1. Here is the choice that you have before you today, whoever believes in the Son has eternal life, whoever does not obey the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God remains on him, John chapter 3 verse 36. Did you hear all that? I'm just trying to sit here and learn stuff, and I'm not trying to like, find out that I'm an enemy of God, the wrath of God is on me, and this is God's love? I mean, why don't more people like Christians, right? I mean, they're they're out there telling people you're enemies of God. You're horrible people. You deserve the wrath of God. You're an enemy of Jesus. Now come join us. Why don't you? Follow Jesus. You don't want to be an enemy of God, do you? If you're not one of us, you're an enemy. So let's go to the Bible. Oh my God. Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ. Um, let's go to the Bible and let's read some verses about being an enemy of God. So in James, it says, if you are a friend of the world, you are an enemy of God. So basically, if you try to make this world a better place, you're an enemy of God, according to James. Um, in 2 Samuel, it says that somebody helped one of their enemies and therefore their child deserves to die because um, he was obviously an enemy of God. Um, the Lord's vengeance and wrath is saved for his enemies in the book of Nahum. Nahum? Nahum? I don't know. N-A-H-U-M. The Lord's vengeance and wrath is for his enemies. Um, in 1 Corinthians, 
uh, God will not stop until he puts all of his enemies under his feet. So obviously the Bible depicts things really awful if you don't follow God. That we are doomed. God's wrath. Um, and then you got these people who believe the Lord speaks to them. Because in the Bible, many times, uh, it's the, the chapter will start off, or the section will start off, the Lord spoke to Moses, or the Lord spoke to Abraham. Um, you know, the Lord spoke to Paul, and he wrote a whole bunch of books, right? So it's very common for the Lord to speak to you, according to the Bible. And if you go throughout all of history, even today, you talk to a Christian today, God speaks to them today, right? So here's some other things about the will of God, which again, the will of God would be enacting his vengeance upon the enemies, right? Thy word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path, Psalms 119. Um, and the Lord's Prayer, the Our Father, Jesus uh, told us how we're, how we're supposed to pray. So God said, this is how you pray, dear God, myself, let your will be done. So, again, God's will, as we can see, is to put his enemies under his feet, to rid the world of his enemies. Um, as it says in 1 John, to purify the world from unrighteousness. Purify from unrighteousness. How many people do you know that would take that literally? Oh, well, this is metaphorical. Oh, this is literal. Well, God spoke to me and said, I literally need to purify my surrounding area from unrighteousness. I'm doing God's will. Um, he's saving even the wicked for a day of disaster. In Proverbs, saving the wicked for a day of disaster. Well, God spoke to me. That day's today. I'm going to go fuck up some non-Christians, those godless heathens, you know. Why don't more people like Christians? I just, I don't get it. Why don't more people want to be a Christian? Now, to be fair, I'm sure that a good majority of the Christians would not carry out some sort of evil vengeance on somebody. But if one person did, that's too many. If a hundred people did, that's too many. And I guarantee you, there's going to be thousands of people out there who are ready to enact God's judgment, God's wrath upon his enemies. There's uh, a whole religious movement in the south of the U.S. where people are arming themselves and getting ready for combat because of their religious calling. Like, they're literally equating guns with God. You, they, they have videos of how proud they are that they're ready to go to battle for the Lord. So this, this is a real issue. There are some really, really stupid people out there. Um, you can usually identify them because they're wearing a cross around their neck. But there are insanely stupid, stupid, ridiculous people out there. It says in one of the books of Peter that you're supposed to put an end to foolish talking, to foolish nonsense. And that's what I'm doing. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to put an end to this foolishness. So I'm literally doing the Lord's work, just not in the way that he intended it.
And I hope that all of you listening to this, whether you actively go out and, and engage in conversations or you're just able to understand and maybe help minister to people who have been hurt by Christianity. If you hear another Christian who's out there talking about all this fierce stuff, you can rationalize with them. Please don't do that. If you don't believe what I believe, then you're an enemy of God and deserve to have God's wrath enacted on you today. That's the message of Christianity. Worship God or you're an enemy that deserves to be executed, tortured, tormented forever. You deserve that if you don't accept God. Let's finish up this uh, podcast by having a, a quick conversation about the problem with religion and why I actually honestly do feel bad for Christians. Like, I mean, I, I really do. I feel bad for them. Um, religion, being religious, um, especially uh, demonstrated by Christians, is like a drug. It really is. It's like a drug, and you get addicted to these things, and you really can't help yourself. So I do feel bad. Having said that, let's go real quick and compare how religion is like a drug. Maybe you're at a party, and you see people having a good time. Well, I want to have a good time. What are they doing? Huh? Am I talking about Jesus or am I talking about a drug? Huh? You don't know, do you? Because it sounds the same. So we go over. Hey, what are you guys doing? Oh, we're just, uh, you know, wh whatever it is. We're, we're doing drugs. Oh, cool. I want to try it. Or we're talking about Jesus. Whatever. Oh, well, that sounds cool. I see how happy you are and I want to be that happy. So I want to do what you're doing so I can be as happy as you are. Or... Here's another scenario. Maybe you just lost your job, your dog died, your wife left you, or husband left you, um, your grandparent passed away, and you're sad and you're depressed. So what better time to turn to drugs or religion than when you're mentally beat, when you don't have the mental strength to make good judgment calls and you decide that, okay, I'm going to try this thing because it might help me. Many people I see do this thing and it helps them. They say it's good. I mean, how, how does anybody else do, do drugs or find religion? They hear about it from somebody else. Somebody else encourages them to try it. There's a lot of people out there who warn them of the dangers of, of doing that, of the effects it has on themselves, their families, their communities, but they don't care, right? They want that happiness that they see in other people. So they turn to drugs, they turn to uh, alcohol, they turn to the Bible, you know, whatever. They turn to these things because they think it helps. They want the happiness. They don't care about how it affects other people. They don't care of the dangers from doing it. The only thing they're looking at 
is the benefits. Now, I know I mentioned alcohol is one of the drugs. Obviously, that's it, it's more normalized with people. I don't have a big problem with any drugs, really, as long as you do it within moderation. However, people do fall in a really bad rabbit hole in a dark place with alcohol if they're not careful, right? I've been there. And I got out of it. Guess what? Without God. God helped people get off drugs and alcohol. Well, he didn't help me, so it looks like I did something that God can do, so I guess I'm just like God, right? The only people, or the only way you can get somebody off drugs or off uh, religion is either by force, which is usually illegal in most countries, or they have to want it. So that's where I find the biggest trouble um, when I'm, I'm trying to talk with people or do any sort of my podcast, my internet radio, TikTok, YouTube, whatever, um, the people who need to hear this aren't the ones that will hear this. The ones that need to hear this are the ones who are in that bad place. They ignore the 25,000 people who die every day of starvation and say God is good. It's man's fault if bad stuff happens. Although God could, he doesn't ever, right? God will help you get a green light when you're in a hurry. God helps you get a job. And he also lets babies die from cancer. But we're not going to talk about that. We're only going to talk about the upside of the drug and religion problem. We're going to ignore the bad so we can say our drugs and religion are good. So bringing this back home, what religion, what the Bible calls good and evil are the exact opposites of what humanity calls good and evil. Is it good to genocide people? Well, those people were evil. What made them evil? Because they didn't follow God? That's what made them evil? That's not what evil is. Evil isn't, I don't agree with you. That's not evil. So for the Bible to say that God is good and these people who don't agree are evil, their usage of the words good and evil are messed up. So... Again, I, I think I said this a couple podcasts ago, a couple episodes ago, but you almost have to trap them or trick them into the thought just to get them to admit that. Just don't even talk about religion, just genocide. Is genocide ever okay? Is like, you know, we, we look at the Holocaust, um, we look at the, the Crusades, we look at, uh, you know, what the the colonizers did in America is genocide ever okay and they're saying no like never no matter what like like Hitler he had a reason for it it wasn't a good reason right it was horrible but he had a reason so is there any reason that would make genocide okay and hopefully you can get them to say no and then you bring up the flood then you bring up the Amalekites and then now they're gonna have to change their song and dance now, well, uh, it's okay now. So you, you got to trap these people 
into admitting first that genocide is bad, and then you can get them to double back on what they said and then point out how now they're defending such a horrible, horrible action because they believe in a God and how maybe that hurts their thought process. So people who are religious, we have to treat them like drug addicts. We can't exactly hold it against them for the stuff they do because it's an addiction and being addicted to stuff is a real problem. Addiction is the problem here. What they choose for that addiction is kind of irrelevant. But they're addicted and we have to get them uh, to understand that. So religion is like a drug. Jesus doesn't love you. He loves himself. And you don't want to be an enemy of God. So that's it. Thanks for listening, cunts. May the Lord bless everyone who beats your children against the rocks. May the Lord bless everyone who beats your children against the rocks. May the Lord bless everyone who beats your children against the rocks. May the Lord bless everyone who beats your children against the rocks. Yo, I'm not praying for an opportunity to even it out with my enemies. I'd rather let the Lord avenge the evil that's been done to me Cause ultimately judgment belongs to the Lord Cause I'm too weak to settle the score Ay. I just wanna clear conscience Letting go of the spirit of personal vengeance Letting God vindicate his people by judging the wicked Trying to do it by yourself will be your ultimate weakness It's hard to sing the songs in a foreign land It's hard to comprehend But we live it all in God's hands it's the only way that God's glory will be displayed. Just live it all to Him despite what the O say. May the Lord bless everyone who beats your children against the rocks. May the Lord bless everyone who beats your children against the rocks. May the Lord bless everyone who beats your children against the rocks. May the Lord bless everyone who beats your children against the rocks.